Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus passion drive and patience what brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive ebay motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers roof racks exhaust kits led headlights and more whether you're into speed power or style ebay motors has got you covered with over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die you'll always find exactly what you're looking for and with ebay guaranteed fit your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 17 weeks, 4 quarters, 60 minutes. And it all leads up to one Winning Drive. Welcome back, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, the NFL chick, co-host of Ravens Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. And I'm Cordell Woodland, host of Shaking It Up Sports on 105.7 The Fan, as well as the station's Ravens beat reporter. And we've moved on to Sensi. No more talk about the Bills. Let's go along. They're two and two. So basically, you know, a lot of people will say, well, the slate is clean, right? Like it's, it's even, the score's even. They're in a division where they're actually tied for first place. And of course, now we're starting to get into divisional play after we finish with the AFC East and the Cincinnati Bengals. So here we go with the Bengals. Uh, we, we're very too familiar with this team. Um, obviously, the Bengals were the AFC representative in the Super Bowl last year, and they've struggled some. 
this year. Started off uh, 0-2 and then eventually have won two straight. Um, they did a lot of things in the offseason on the offensive line, although it still doesn't look as though that's been any different. They've struggled there. But, um, you know, they've, they've found a way to try to get themselves back on track. So let's talk about Ravens' defense first, Cordell. Um, this is a week, obviously, they know their opponent very well. Last year, the, the Bengals annihilated them. Um, no thanks to the injuries uh, in both games. Obviously, the first game, they were a little bit more healthier. By the second game, I don't know who's out there playing. Maybe my cousin Vinny was out there playing. I don't know. But ultimately, you know, they're a little more healthier this time around than they were last year, although it appears that we may not see Justin Houston again this week. But, um, you know, I thought that the Ravens played pretty decent last week in the game against the Bills. They held um, Josh Allen for under 220 passing yards, held Stephon Diggs out of the end zone, um, which obviously is their their biggest threat over there. So uh, what do you expect to see this week? Because obviously the, the, the Bengals have one of the best wide receiving cores in the National Football League. And, you know, we know the struggles for this defense in terms of pass defense. So how do you see this being played out in terms of what what do they need to do to win this football game? Well, for starters, they've got to, I mean, it's, I know we're, it's almost like a broken record at this point, but they've got to start getting to the quarterback on a consistent basis, getting pressure on the quarterback, making them uncomfortable. And this Bengals offense, they don't have many flaws. They've got a stud at running back in Joe Mixon. They've got maybe the best wide receiving core in the NFL. They've got a legit uh, franchise quarterback in Joe Burrow. The offensive line is their biggest knock on the offensive side of the ball. And even that has improved. Uh, but if there's any path for the Ravens to kind of get to the Bengals, it's by, number one, getting pressure on the quarterback, and number two, doing what the Ravens have done a pretty decent job of so far this year and forcing turnovers. The Bengals will, for, they will turn the ball over if you force them to do so. Joe Burrow uh, already has four interceptions on the season. This is a, they, they will give you the ball if you put enough pressure on them as an offense to do so. Uh, but that'll be an uphill battle. And this is the type of team, again, that if the Ravens do get up on them, this is a type of team that can come back because they have the type of explosiveness on the offensive side of the ball that you would need to do such things. I look at this Bengals team and uh, it's given, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball, it's giving me Miami vibes a little bit. You think back to that Dolphins game, it was a big time challenge for the Ravens to have to guard Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Same, it's going to be a similar situation on Sunday night, having to guard Jamar Chase, where we already saw what he did to them last year. But T. Higgins as well, who also had almost 200 yards in, in the, I think, the second game uh, yep. last year against the Ravens. And T. Higgins right now is coming off his best game of the season, where he just completely obliterated that Dolphins secondary. Um, so I, I do think that the Ravens have to be on their P's and Q's against this team. And again, it's going to be a struggle because. The Bengals are the eighth best offensive pass, passing offense in the league right now. The Ravens, we know, sit it dead last. But the Bengals can also run the ball, and the Ravens have not been great at stopping the run this year. 
I just think it's a recipe for disaster right now, considering they don't have Justice Justin Houston, and we don't. It's not looking like he's turning towards playing on Sunday. We'll see. Uh, but right now, it doesn't look like that's going to be the case. He's been their best pass rusher so far this year. Without him out there, I think Adafi Owe had a great game on Sunday. Yes. You're going to need an even bigger game from Adafi Owe this week. You're going to need uh, JPP to actually have an impact on this game. He played 85% of the snaps, but I barely noticed him out there. So, you know, he's going to actually have to find a way to make an impact. This defensive line is going to have to look like the way they looked in week one. We have not seen them look like that since the Jets game as a unit. Uh, Matt Abike is flashed at times still, but outside of that on the defensive line, and Calais Campbell, I think, has done as good of a job as you can ask him to do. Exactly. The best player um, thus yeah. far, yeah. Yeah, I, I would I would definitely agree with that, especially on the along the defensive line. So um, it's going to be key on these guys to play four quarters of football this Ravens defense has come out on fire, just like the offense has to start the games this year. But it'll be key to see if this defense can kind of keep these guys under wraps for four quarters because this is going to – we saw uh, week one, even though the Bengals lost to the Steelers, they turned the ball over a, an absurd amount of times in that game. It looked like they should have gotten blown out. But you get to the end of the game and all of a sudden, touchdown, 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 and, you know – all of a sudden, it's a close game again. It's going to be important for the Ravens to actually close these guys out because they have the offense that's just going to keep coming. Yeah, I agree. And and look, I, the offensive line not being good is something that you are hopeful about, um, even though Justin Houston did, is not probably going to play. I did think that they did the best that they could to get pressure on Josh Allen last week. I mean, Josh Allen, the, the thing is, Josh Allen, you know, he can run the football. So that's what got them out of it. But they definitely put pressure on Josh Allen. They have to continue to do that. My concern in this game is the linebacking core. You know, they're not the best at, at tackling. They're not the best at much of anything. They're slow um, at times. They just get there a tad too late. You know, then we know the situation with the dropped um, interceptions. So, you know, the back end, I think, could potentially be okay. The linebacking group, you know, if you're going to try to get them to do some blitzing, I'm not that confident that they're going to get to Joe Burrow in enough time. And then that's what puts the pressure on your secondary. And so I'm concerned about what are we doing in that regard? What What is going to be done to fix that situation? And as of right now, they don't have anything to fix that situation. It is what it is. The linebacking group just is going to be mediocre at this moment. Um, I, I think that the secondary and the, the, the front part of the defense has played as good as they could, particularly last week. But to me we keep having these conversations about all oh, what, what the past defense is and that, and, and it's important, obviously. However, the second level to me is what's concerning the most. And you already mentioned that this is a team that can also run the football. And then obviously they have a, a, a very good wide receiving group. And then they have Hayden Hurst, the former Raven now as their tight end. So it could potentially be a really long day in that regard, simply because the, the second level of your defense is not good. Oh, definitely. And, you know, the Ravens have made another effort, I guess, to improve that signing A.J. Klein yeah. off of the uh, Giants practice squad. We'll see what happens 
with that. He he's, he was at practice starting day one on Thursday. Um, so we'll see if he ends up getting activated this week just to see, just for them to have another guy at that middle, at that second level that they can kind of put in if things aren't going the way that they want to to start the game. Because right now they don't have many other options. Um, yep. They're forced to have to put Patrick Queen and Josh Bonds out there. And uh, I, I'm not as harsh on Patrick Queen the way everybody else is, but it's without a doubt that he has not played at the level that he needs to play at. Same for Josh Bonds. I think Josh Bonds is just slow at this point. It's no fault yep. of his own. He's an older guy. He's got a lot of tread on his tires. Yeah. Uh, but I just don't think he has the speed that you want your linebackers to have right now going against some of these uh, elite offenses that the Ravens have had to go up against these last couple of weeks. Uh, but it's definitely going to be an up, uh, uphill battle. You know, like I said, the good thing that they do have going for them is that the Ravens are, have been very good at forcing turnovers this year. Yeah. The, the key will be for these guys to make sure that the communication is on point. We continue to hear about more and more missed assignments, more and more uh, miscommunication. That cannot continue to happen. They had Agreed. some miscommunications last year against this Bengals team, and they made them pay every time. You can't and they couldn't do tackle. Don't forget and they that tackle. Definitely. Definitely couldn't tackle, and that's kind of been their Achilles heel again this year. Yep. struggling to tackle in space. This is a Bengals team that is going to force you to do so. They've got some big body receivers. They've got some elusive receivers that can definitely make plays with the ball in their hands. Joe Mixon as well. I cannot stress enough how much of a problem this guy can be for them. I think this is the first week that the Ravens are going to face a team that is as balanced as Cincinnati is on the yep. offensive side of the ball. This is a team that can run the ball extremely well, and they can pass the ball extremely well. And the Ravens' defense has not been very good in either department. So I am very worried about this defense going into this game. But, hey, maybe this could be what forces them to kind of get their act straight. You know, they understand. They, they still got the bad taste in their mouth from last year, losing both of those games to the Bengals yep. in embarrassing fashion. Had to listen to the Bengals wide receivers talk about them all year. Joe Burrow, too, talk about them all offseason, you know, name-dropping them about how much the Ravens like to talk trash and how much they enjoy beating on them. And, you know, I, I know they have this game circled. So maybe that'll kind of get them up. They've already dropped two heartbreaking losses at home. They know how important it is to win this home game. And it's their first division game of the season. It's a primetime game. It's a lot riding on this game. I'm not ready to call it a must win. It's only week five. But I do believe that this is a is going to be a pivotal game for the Ravens as far as where they go from here. Um, I know a lot of people are talking about the teams that the Ravens have coming up. A lot of people are kind of looking at their schedule, thinking that the Ravens schedule is about to lighten up in the next couple of weeks, kind of overlooking a team like the Giants. I don't think that's a smart move. I would not overlook the Giants right now. And I don't think the Giants are great, but I, I just wouldn't overlook them. I just don't think you want to lose this game to Cincinnati and then have to go to New York and face the NFL's leader in total scrimmage yards right now. Your defense needs confidence. They need to right. go out there and show that they can stop somebody. This Bengals team is gives them that challenge that they need. If they can step up to that challenge, I think it'll do wonders for this defense and this team. 
I agree. And, and and there was a lot of unfair criticism for this defense this past week due to the Bills game. And you saw people um, coming out and uh, I heard Rodney Harrison said this is the worst defense. And, you know, um, you saw Stephen A. Smith saying he was that the, their failure, that they're embarrassing. And like I said, I don't think that last week's um, loss was a lot on them. Um, I think that they did a pretty good job. Uh, until the only thing that we're talking about is like that last drive. But prior to that, I thought that they played pretty well. And so, you know, I, I can't see how they don't see and hear all of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, how do you not hear um, outside media people on national levels call you an embarrassment, calling you a failure, saying that you're the worst? Like, I would like to hope that that will put a battery in somebody's back and say, mm -hmm. Listen, we're better than that. You know what I'm saying? We're better than that. We can be better than that. We will be better than that. And this is the perfect time to do it and show out because it is a primetime game. So everybody is going to be watching you and, and find a way to win this football game. Because, you know, like you said, they talked all that trash last offseason, the Bengals, had everything to say. And even though I think it's silly because they didn't have a lot of their starters, whatever, it, it is what it is. They still won, bottom line, right? So find a way to flip that around and say they embarrassed us last year. And now the whole country is talking about we're we're an embarrassment. You know, we're nothing like the Ravens of the past. And, and you're never going to be the Ravens of the past at this point. But what's, what's the girl say? Stand up. Stand up. <laughs> like, right. Find a way to stand up and find a way to get some stops, some key stops, and, and figure it out. But but ultimately, you definitely have to find a way to level up. If a ball comes your way, you need to catch it. Okay? It period. That that's just flat out. If if a guy comes your way, you need to tackle him. Period. That I mean, do your part. And if you can do that, this game can be a close football game point blank no doubt and you know you you mentioned the, these guys are hearing all the noise that's being said you know marlon humphrey talked about how, how he's been you know he goes to the cafeteria and he sees all the national tv shows yeah he hears what they're all saying about them and you know i mean a lot of these guys they look at the stats and they see that they're sitting at 32nd and they just going to say what they say i don't think that this is a historically bad defense maybe no. it's a historically bad ravens defense Maybe uh, yeah. just because this this franchise is rich, the history is rich with great right. defenses. So maybe on a Raven standpoint, sure, it's a historically bad defense. But I've seen worse defenses around the NFL. Uh, I do think that they are better than what their ranking shows. They have the talent. They they did make strides in the right direction on Sunday this past Sunday, especially on the back end. But yep. I still need those front, those first two levels to get more consistent uh, for me to feel better about this defense going forward. Completely agree. So we'll see what's going to happen. Ravens defense, like you said, they heard the noise. So now it's time to stand up and hopefully they can um, make a statement and move forward in this football game coming up. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. 
Go to your happy price, Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. If you guys like the Winning Drive podcast, make sure that you have subscribed to the podcast so that every time that there is a new episode, you'll be the first to get it. All right, so Ravens offense. Um, while this offense is very well, you know, coveted by, by many, I am going to be the Scrooge of this thing. Uh, listen, yes, they score a lot of points. I understand. Um, but the Ravens have a real problem here. They cannot score points They in the second half uh, consistently. Uh, I tweeted on Twitter at the NFL Chick, um, that the Ravens in the first four games have only scored nine total points, Cordell, in four games and four quarters. So basically, four quarters of four quarters of fourth quarter is a whole sixty minutes. Okay, whole football game, and you scored nine points in that regard. So while we keep talking about how the defense is this, the defense is that, oh my God, the Buffalo Bills scored 20 unanswered points. You know why they scored 20 unanswered points? Because the offense didn't score no points. That's what unanswered means. Unanswered means the other side didn't score no points. And that's the problem with this Ravens offense. They cannot score in critical moments or continue to move the chains in critical moments when they need to keep the ball in their hands. So now you got this game coming up, this divisional matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, who you already know what they're going to do on their side of the ball from an offensive perspective. The Ravens continue to come out hot and then tremendously cool down as the game goes on. I know Lamar Jackson talked about this and said that there's little things here and there that they can fix. But to me, this is this is becoming more of a problem. Some of it is execution. Some of it is play calling. But ultimately, you cannot go on being this way, thinking that you're going to continue to win games in this league when you have a cool-off period of the uh, third and fourth quarters like the Baltimore Ravens do. Oh, definitely. The Ravens have to keep the aggression up. That's been the thing. They It looks like they've taken their foot off the gas in part. They've taken their foot off the gas, and they're not adjusting on the fly. Teams are obviously going into the halftime locker room and figuring something out and changing yep. things up, and the Ravens aren't. And they it, yep. they've just looked so stale in the second half. And it's crazy because both this team as a whole have come out in all of these games firing to start the game, both the offense and the defense, even the special teams. Devin Duvernay has had an opening kickoff against the Dolphins, you know, so they, they have looked fantastic in the first quarters this year, but it's the second half that gives them problems. And this Bengals defense, as much as we gave credit to the offense, the defense is pretty good. They've got the 11th-ranked defense uh, in the NFL. And as a Russian defense, they're elite. The Bengals are, and, and the Ravens have struggled with that, but the Bengals right now are fourth in the league in uh, defensive rushing right now. So the Ravens are struggling to run the ball. Bengals are great at stopping the run. Yeah. That's not a recipe 
uh, that I think the Ravens need right now. Um, I do think that this Ravens team can score with these guys uh, if they can, if they're going to stay aggressive the way that they have to start these games. Um, but again, like you mentioned, the fourth quarter is going to be key. Lamar has not been good in the fourth quarters this year. He does not have a touchdown pass in the fourth quarter this year. He does have three interceptions. That's not good. Can't yep. happen. Um, I think that they have to definitely start to execute better because there are plays to be made out there that they're just not executing properly, whether it's a holding uh, call that's getting them behind schedule, a drop pass, an overthrown ball. It's, all, it's been something every time. These guys are going to have to start executing in the second half because the other team consistently does it. And right. in a situation right now to where your defense is still trying to get their legs under them, this offense has got to be the ones to pull this team right now. They've got to be the ones to lead them to victory. You've got the you've got one of the best players in the NFL in your backfield in Lamar Jackson. There's no reason the Ravens offense should be as dry as it is in the second half. It's it's crazy. And you know, going into this game potentially without Rashad Bateman, that's going to be an issue. Uh, we'll see what happens. They added Andy Isabella to the practice squad. I don't. He he hasn't had practice. He didn't practice uh, the other day on third. On he didn't practice on Thursday. So we'll see if he ends. I doubt he plays this week. It, strongly doubt it. Um, that means Pro Devin time, Duke then. Pro time. Pro time. I I wouldn't hold my breath. <laughs> I, 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 I I talked about this on my show. Like I, every time I think it's pro time. It's not. It's not. It's it's everybody else's time, but bro. But he is. It's insane. I don't know what this guy did. To and somebody. he had success against the Bengals. Remember, like in the second I remember. game. Yeah, the you one know, time so... he, the, the one time he snuck onto the field and, and made a couple of catches. You know, <laughs> they made sure that'll never happen again. Ever since then, I don't know what he has to do. I, I I'm look. I'm gonna assume that there's something that the coaches are seeing with him that they don't like. They see him more than me. I, I'll take their word for it. I don't know if it's the fact that he's not necessarily the fastest guy. Um, I, I don't, I just don't know. I don't, I don't know because the it's been common that he has a great training camp. He's out there with the ones and then you get to the regular season and he's never, I mean, he has been skipped over by everybody. From Sammy Watkins to Demarcus Robinson to Tylen Wallace, I mean Andy Isabella next. I don't know. Like it's just crazy. And considering the Ravens' struggles right now in the uh, in, in being able to get other guys besides Mark Andrews involved on a consistent basis, you would imagine a guy who like Prochet, who has undeniably great hands. One yeah. thing about him, he can catch. He's going to catch everything. And in a situation where you don't have guys out there that are willing that can that have as good as hands as him, outside of guys like Devin Duvernay, I think Devin Duvernay deserves a lot more targets than what he's gotten. I think he's caught twelve of his fourteen targets this year. They need to get him the ball more. Absolutely. Uh, but I I just don't know what a guy like James Prochet has to do to get on the field. That said, I. I think the Ravens are going to find ways to score just because they are, a, you know, they are pretty good 
on the offensive side of the ball. They do have Lamar Jackson. I don't think scoring will be their issue against this Bengals team. I just want to. I just don't know who's going to do all the scoring because yeah, I, look I, the, I look at the run game. No Justice Hill. It's a yep. lot. A lot of pressure is going to be on Dobbins. I don't know if he's ready for that load. You look at the receiving game. Probably no Bateman on Sunday. So now you're down to Devin Duvernay, Demarcus Robinson, and maybe Tylen Wallace over. Nah, man. Look, if he's been out snapping him. If Prochet don't come in this day, just let the man go. Because I don't even understand what's the right. point of him being on the roster if you're not right. going to use him. He's better than Wallace. I let, let's start there. He has hands. He's also familiar with, with, with playing against the Bengals. And he had success playing against the Bengals. So if, if Prochet is not going to play, then, then, let, then let him go somewhere where he's going to have an opportunity. Because clearly y'all don't want to give him one. You still got, you know, you got the tight end situation, obviously. You got Likely, who we still are waiting for, to... Maybe this is the game, you know, and 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 do some things. You do got Josh Oliver, you know, who who had his first career touchdown not long ago. But you know, ultimately, you're gonna have to find some creative ways to win this football game because, like you said, you don't already have your your running back in Justice Hill. You don't. You're probably not gonna have Rashard Bateman, who I don't know how I feel about that anyway. Rashard Bateman was on a milk carton for the last two weeks because I haven't seen him. He's been missing. So there's that. But ultimately, you still need a body on the field. It doesn't matter, right? So find a way to win this football game and find a way to design this these games, um, this th- these plays with guys that you do have out here that, that should be making impact. Mark Andrews can't do everything. You know, Devin DuVernay is, is great. But Devin DuVernay went from being an all-pro, you know, on special teams, and now you're, you're treating him like he's going to be the number one guy. I mean, like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? So – you are you are going to have to find some ways to be creative in in not only sustaining drives but scoring points because you already mentioned the other team did you week one Pittsburgh they were beating them down okay and then what did the Bengals do at the end of the game find a way to come back and put it into overtime that's what they do. That's what the Ravens have been unable to do. Find ways in the second half of football games to overcome their their you know shortcomings early on and then find a way to win uh, or at least be competitive enough to put a game into overtime. That's what they need to do, and they're going to have to do it without less talent, it appears. So, you know, I hope Greg Roman got some better calls than he didn't had on these fourth and, and, and shorts previously. Give the damn ball to Allen Ricard. Give the damn ball to Allen Ricard. Stop playing around, okay? Do what works. Don't get cute. Don't get fancy. Give it to the guy that's going to get three, four yards when you only need him to get one. And that's going to keep the drives going, and that's going to keep Joe Burrow and them off the football field. Because ultimately, Cordell, the Ravens' offense is going to be the defense for this game. They yeah. have to find a way to sustain drives in the second half so that their defense can get rest. They are on the field far too long, the Ravens' defense, in the second half. Any team would start um, croaking at eventually with all the plays. I think the Ravens have like 60-plus plays or something like that. They've been do- That's too much. You have to find a way to help your teammates. And by doing that, you have to keep the ball 
going, but get guys that can move the chains. It's not hard. Mm. I swear football's not a hard sport. I swear. Yeah, I mean, and, and, and the key with that, you talk about possessing the ball and holding time of possession. That's a big-time emphasis on the run game right there. And I just – I just wonder what they're going to be able to get from the running backs. This give week. it to 42. Just give yeah. it to them. I, I'm not against giving it to him. And I, honestly, I thought they did a good job of giving it to him last week. He was involved probably the most he's been on the offensive side this year, but not enough. You talk about exactly. him being at the one yard line. Thank you. You like to see him get the ball right there. Thank you. Um, it's definitely other opportunities that they could do that. And we'll see what happens Sunday night, but in any short yarded situation, I need Pancake Pat back That's there. all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Well, at least involved in the play. If nothing Thank else, you. at least involved uh, in the play. But, yeah, it'll definitely be key to see what happens. And you talk about somebody needing a, mark, a, a bounce-back game. I think Mark Andrews is one of those guys that is definitely in line for a bounce-back game. He And Lamar Jackson, quite frankly. Lamar, definitely, definitely. Lamar had his worst game of the season against the Bills, and it's not a coincidence. I don't think that Mark Andrews had his worst game of the season as well uh, against the Bills. So both of those guys definitely are going to have to show up this week against the Bengals. And I, I think they will. I think, you know, I, I don't foresee this kind of going down the way it did last year with the Bengals just completely blowing the doors off and running away with this game. I don't see that happening. Uh, but crazier things have happened. But the Ravens on prime time are 18 and two, I believe, under yes, Harbaugh. They are. Uh, but then again, they were 61 and 0 under Har Harbaugh <laughs> with 17 exactly. plus point lead. So, you know, what do, what do the records even mean anymore at this point? They don't mean a thing. They, they don't, don't mean a thing. They don't. At this point, they just got to go out there, take care of business, make sure that they can do, that they're doing their part. Uh, because right now, I think the Ravens' lack of execution and their lack of being able to put teams away is clearly costing them games. I completely agree. Before we get to our final segment, make sure that you're subscribed to the Winning Drive podcast with myself and Cordell. All Ravens, everything. All right, the moment of truth, Cordell. Dun, 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 dun. Who are we picking? Are we picking the Ravens? Are we picking the Bengals? What are we doing here? Last week, I picked the Bills. You, I mean, the Ravens, you picked the Bills. And obviously, you came out right. But I was right all the way up to zero, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess that's a good way to look at it. <laughs> so, new week, new prediction. <sighs> what are we doing here? What's happening here? I'm a little nervous. I'm not going to lie to you. Yeah. I'm I am too. I'm so torn right now between in this game. I, I literally have no idea Same. at this moment who I think is going to win this game because I think Cincinnati outmatches the Ravens on both sides of the ball. Uh, but I just feel like with everything going on with this team right now, losing two straight at home, the way that they lost them, uh they understand they cannot have another letdown on primetime at home. This, you, you mean, you know, a lot of absurd takes were going, were going around after the loss to the bills. Uh, a lot of people want certain, you know, coaches fired. They want a lot of changes. And if they lose to the Bengals, that, that, oh, that that's, that's going to be louder. magnified. Yeah. So 
I, I just feel like the Ravens have their back up against the wall right now. And I'm thinking that alone will allow, will kind of push them forward to get the win. I'm going to say this game will be 38 to 27 Ravens. Okay. All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna flip the script, and I'm this is me doing this simply because I hope that this is reverse psychology, <laughs> like <laughs> because uh, I picked the Ravens against the Dolphins. I picked the yeah, like come on, man, like the Ravens against the Bills. Like come on, and now it's Cincinnati, right? I'm gonna be honest with you. I think that the Ravens will finally find a way. Um, they'll 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 be okay down the stretch. I do. I do think that eventually that they'll come around and they'll be fine. Um, but I think this is the game where where it all comes to a head. I know that you would think last week or, or the Miami game it came to a head. No, I think this is the game that it really comes to a head because it's a division opponent, because of everything, the, the history and whatnot that's gone um, with it. So I am going to say in a close matchup that it's going to be the Bengals 31, Ravens 27. But I think mm. that this is going to be the start of a tear for the Baltimore Ravens. I think that they have they they have a serious look in the mirror after this game and i think that they will find a way to go on a run and by going to run i'm not saying they won't lose another game i'm not saying that i'm saying that i think that they'll in the long run they'll be fine but this is going to be the game that's going to kick their ass to put them right to move forward going uh for the next 12 games after that's that's Ooh. where I'm going with this. I'm hoping I'm wrong, of course. Don't get me wrong. But if I don't right, know if they could take a two and three start right now. Hey, that, that would be so detrimental for them mentally. I mean, you see guys like Peters and Harbs getting into it already after the Bills <laughs> lost. I can't imagine what that locker room is going to be like if they lose to the Bengals on Sunday night, especially – if they don't look good in the loss. It's, it's but it's too long of a season, that. right? It it's is. It's too but... long of a season to give up on stuff like that. I I feel that. I do. I just don't. When, when you have high expectations and when you coming off the year that the Ravens had last year and they all had this whole mantra of this would be the revenge tour this year and they had all they had the excuses uh last year of you know right. having everybody hurt they don't have those excuses now sure they're not fully healthy but nobody is everybody's right. dealing with something uh right. but it's without a doubt that they're healthier than they were last year they yep. won't be afforded those same type of excuses so them losing these games this year are going to be totally different to the reception that they got losing those games last year um I just don't know if they are ready for that. This would be kind of uncharted territory that they haven't been in in a while since Lamar's rookie year. I would say. Sometimes, in order for you to be great, you got to be uncomfortable. That's Mm -hmm. that's what I was always been told. Sometimes you got to be uncomfortable, and then that means something's going to have something's going to have to click. Somebody's going to have to want it more. If this, if they go two and three, somebody's gonna have to want it more. Somebody's gonna have to step up and do and say, 
not again. We're not doing this again. We gotta we gotta do this after practice longer. We gotta study this longer. We gotta do this longer. So you know, listen, I, I'm hoping that I'm wrong here because I do think that this is uh, this will be a huge blow to this team. But you still have five remaining divisional games in addition to the other games that you have. So that's why I'm saying that it's just too long for you to be like, well, the season's over. No, that's not how this goes. And you and I both know, Cordell, that lots of teams have slow starts and have strong finishes. The Bengals was one of them, you know, so there's that part of it, too. You know, they listen. It is what it is. That's how it goes. It's not about how you start. It's how you finish. And if you are going into a game and you're still you're you're at least you're getting back. Like if the Ravens defense can match what they did against the Bills, even if in a loss, to me that's a that's a silver lining because again, it's it it dictates that they're not as bad as what the numbers are trying to say that they are. I well, hope. That that's what's mm-hmm. going to happen here. I just hope that that's look. I don't want them to lose, but if they do lose, I promise you, something, something, something's going to happen, and eventually somebody's going to get mad, and then somebody is going to have to pay. And by somebody, I mean some other teams is going to have to pay because, of course, they looked at the schedule and probably did not expect to see themselves at two and three come week five. And let's say they do go two and three. They got the Giants after that. Giants are right now sitting at three and one. That's in New York. Uh, Cleveland comes to town after that. Then they go to Tampa and to New Orleans before their bye week. I think, I, man. I don't feel no way. I'm going to be honest with you. All of those are winnable games to me. I, I know that. Listen, I understand. I understand. I know the point you're trying to make. The Ravens are not outmatched by any of those teams none they are paper, they are their own not. worst enemies on, on paper maybe it's not them. I think the it's bucks, them the bucks might outmatch them I, I think the bucks on paper outmatched them I, I i think the bucks defense is legit and offensively i mean we we know what they have offensively uh i think that's the one team out of the ones that i the named that i consistency you're right that that i would say outmatches them but everybody else for sure. Definitely winnable games. But it's like, what type of team are we looking at now when they're two and three? It's what what type sure they may have the more top have more talent than some of these teams like the Browns and the Giants and even the Saints. Uh, but it's like, are they what again, what type of team are they if they're having to play catch up now, if they're not meeting the early expectations that they had? They're now second second guessing themselves. If they lose, let's say they do lose to the uh, to to the Bengals, that means they they still haven't won a game at home. Going into that Browns game, when the Browns come to town, another division opponent, you can never yep. overlook them. It, it's just it's it's just like I think it'll be un, unnecessary stress for them if they lose this game to Cincinnati and. It sucks because this is not an easy game for them to win. This is not a guaranteed win at all. They're going to have to really earn it yep. out there. And, again, maybe that's the thing that, that pushes them to kind of play at the level that we all believe that they can play at, having to face this type of competition at this time and understanding that, okay, we're now at the point where, yeah, it's still early. Yeah, we're 2-2. Two and two, But I think they're creeping up on that fork in the road. Yeah, And it's like, 
which direction are you going to go? You're going to go north or you're going to go south? And I just fear that if they lose this game to the Bengals, it'll go south really fast. I hope that they come out with a win and then we don't have to have this problem. We could be That'd talking be nice. about we could be talking about a victory on our next podcast. I'm really hoping that I am wrong and that once again you are right, Cordell. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take right. being wrong in this in this instance. Thank you so much for listening to the Winning Drive podcast. We will be back after the game to talk about the game uh, and what happened. Hopefully, it, Cordell is right and it's a Ravens win and we can be happy and glee and no worries and on to the Giants very soon. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. We appreciate you from Cordell to me. This is Winning Drive. Winning Drive.